0: Hello and welcome to The Fizzle Show! You know it's happening. It is, I remember that song? The Fizzle Show! When you wanna get so much more out of a life that's really bringing you down. I should do more of that Ryan Ad, no, Brian Adams type. <laughs> you know you try to get a lot of rock and roll out of your life breaking you down. And you're never gonna know if you're gonna make it then. I should do the intro to the show. Hey, Chase, welcome to your own podcast, man. This is Chase Reeves and this is The Fizzle Show, where every week we talk about things that are interesting to independent entrepreneurs. These are people who are actually earning money, earning the revenue because you gotta you know, pay the bills and stuff like that. But... We are constantly skating on that other ski too, which is like, I want to enjoy it. And I want to enjoy myself. I don't want to feel like a douchebag all the time. I don't want to have to sell out my audience or be somebody I don't enjoy being or sacrifice my, my commitment to... Uh, to sparkle motion, to you know what sparkle motion is, Do You remember that? It's from Donnie Darko. It was like, <laughs> anyways, this is what, that's what this show is for. It's for people who you don't want to sacrifice who you are to become a, a kind of successful in business. Independent lifestyle, doing things on your way, lifestyle businesses, a lot of us, but some of us are building actual companies. Wow. Lots of different ways to do this thing. This is where we talk about that stuff. My name is Chase Reeves. I'm sitting across the table from Corbett Barr. Say hi, Corbett. Howdy, y'all. And on Skype, we've got joining us live from Chicago, Steph Crowder. Say hi, Steph.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: All right. And today, we've got an awesome topic for you. I can't wait to get into it. First and foremost, though... I do have to say something. I mean, Well, today we're talking about feeling confident, all right? I've been having a lot of calls with Fizzlers, but even before I started doing those calls, one of the things that is just so clear when people are working in their businesses is if you're not feeling very confident, it's gonna, I don't know, it just takes a toll. Like you're not, so much of, of entrepreneurship for me is optimism. It's like, like, well, this might work. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I have to have at least some this might work, even though most of my mind's going like, yeah, but it might not. (laughs) You know, I think Seth Godin defined like art for himself when he was thinking about like, you need to go make your art. He said, your thing that might not work, the thing you want to do that might not work. Right. And I love that as a definition of art, because I'm always kind of thinking about what is it that we're doing here? You heard me in the introduction, how we're always talking about, okay, we need this to earn actual revenue for us. We need to actually earn our living from this. Why? Because my kid needs gluten free crackers because he's got uh, he's got needs, man. You know, my kid has expensive needs. needs, expensive needs, gluten free crackers. Right. And even if I didn't have that kid, I'd need gluten free crackers. I would need some sort of cracker. I would need some sort of shelter over my head. I want life to live at a certain level. I want the freedom to be able to roam the country if I if I can travel, you know, to see my family or live. You, know, I live in Portland, far away from my family on, on both my wife's side and and my side. I want to be able to travel you to want see them. See your parents once in a while. I mean, not but not that often, but yeah. sometimes. You
2: know what I mean. And so your business has to earn money so you can go visit your parents. to so buy gluten free crackers.
0: Exactly. So we have these requirements for survival in our lives, where it's like, okay, standard of living. We want it at a certain place. This is a place that feels like, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm alive. <laughs> like life is fun. Like there's a lot of bullshit crap that I got to deal with, but it's good. I like this too. Right. But at the same time, you want to do that as much as possible from a thing that actually gives you energy versus drains you of energy. Do mm-hmm. you know? And I find that confidence is sort of an interesting intersection point for that idea. Because a lot of the ways that I look at life is I'm looking like, okay, what gives me energy and what's draining energy from me? Does that make sense to you, Steph? Do you think of things in that way?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think as it relates to confidence, I mean, often I think it's just a a sign, really a telltale sign that we're just putting a lot a lot, a lot of pressure on ourselves. I mean, this is, I think, probably underscoring my whole opinion that I'll share throughout this whole conversation. To me, that's what I kept coming back to is like, there's just a certain amount of pressure to reach a certain point or to gain expertise or to match up to other people. There's a lot of pressure. That's like the word that keeps coming up for me when I think about people feeling like they're not confident.
0: Mm, mm. What is that pressure like? Tell me more about it.
1: You know, I I, I think when it comes, for me, I'll I'll speak about my own experience and something that I've been exploring a lot and something that's helped me with this whole confidence thing. There's a lot of pressure to be further along than we are. I think that's Mm. a a big thing that that Mm. I have seen and I see in myself and in so many people in our community at Fizzle is this just, and it's totally understandable and natural. You want to be seen as an expert. You want to feel like an expert. You want to be doing it. Like you were just describing, Chase, like this whole having a business thing, we want to run. Rush to be there. And until you're at this like sort of undisclosed their point, you feel like you don't have it perfect. And I think the game of this or the lesson in this is realizing I actually don't have to be the kind of perfect that I see my that I see I need to be. Instead, expertise can literally be just being a couple of steps ahead of the next person that you want to teach. So Without jumping too far ahead, for me, I think the whole confidence thing comes back to huge expectations of ourselves, comparing ourselves to other people, all that type of stuff is the type of thing that I think robs us of confidence.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, Corbett, what's your experience of confidence as an entrepreneur? What is how's it how's that like? Has that played an essential or important role in in the sort of risks that you've taken or the skill that you have in taking those risks?
2: I mean, I I know I feel good about myself when i'm feeling confident yeah and i feel yeah kind of crappy if i don't feel confident yeah right that's Mm -hmm. that's one of those things right confidence is it's hard to describe it is kind of this like uh yeah yeah, it's a little bit like i got this i got this (laughs) right yeah it is and i guess yeah so when you feel like i don't got this it's this whole uncertainty about the future it's a lot of worry anxiety like that's to me like the opposite of confidence yeah is a lot of worry as to whether or not something's going to work out. Uh, a lot of feeling like you don't deserve yeah. to be doing this, yeah. or like you're you're just going to fail anyway. So why are you even trying? It's just a really crappy place to be when you don't feel confident. Yeah. So and business is one of those things. Like an entrepreneur has to be. Almost stupidly confident, yeah, in some ways to even think you can do this, yeah, to begin with,
0: I call that the necessary delusion mm. of entrepreneurship, yeah, and it's come up for like it's come up for years for me as I'm talking to people, I'm just like, there's this necessary delusion which I think in in this movement of like positive psychology, positive psychology always sounds to me like this sort of like, all right, is that Scientology? Like it says, like it seems like it has like a, yeah. an actual like weird. I think that's what psychologists thought when it came around. I think so. <laughs> and now there's like this whole body of work around there and pre- like, you know, Pretty good research about stuff from pretty good institutions doing some experiments, pretty good experiments, yeah. like doing the things on like, all right, why are we studying <laughs> all the nay We've studied a lot of wh- what schizophrenia is and what depression is and what this, what is the experience of happiness? What is the experience of positivity? Like yeah. what is, how do we bring as much rigorous psychological sort of lens to that kind of stuff? And so that's where the movement came from. But one of the big things about it is this concept of optimism. Optimism is something that they've they, they and I think you can almost use comp, confidence and optimism. they share they at least share a border if there isn't a lot more overlap than just a border yeah
2: or if if you are confident, you're naturally going to be optimistic
0: yes, because there's that little bit of like I got this yeah, a little bit of that like like yeah, this might not work, but right we can give it a try right and why I can say that, for example, is because I feel safe enough to say it. And why someone else might not be able to say that is because there's so much stress, worry, and anxiety th- and, and that imposter syndrome. You know, we call it the imposter syndrome and I think we think we know what that means. I think imposter syndrome plays into this, right? Mm-hmm. right? So, Steph, I don't know, what's your experience of this? We, we hear about imposter syndrome in quotes there from so many fizzlers. Mm-hmm. What is it, what, what, it, from your experience, like watching them and in your own life, what, it, what is imposter syndrome? Because like, there's somebody listening right now who's going like, oh my God, that's exactly where I am.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So I'll talk a little bit about that. And then I want to rewind it a little bit because it kind of connects to what you guys were just talking about in my mind. So for me, I think imposter syndrome, the best summary I've ever heard, or like the best description of how it feels is to say that it literally feels like someone is going to find you out. Like you are keeping a secret from everybody else that this, like you're putting up a front. It feels like you're putting up a front that says, I'm an expert. I got this. I have things under control. And you're terrified that. Somebody, whether it's a coworker, boss, um, you know your fans, customers, whoever, is going to be like, mm, actually, she's not what she says she is. That I think is really what imposter syndrome feels like, and that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Where I think that comes from is actually one step back. It's what you guys were just talking about. How this like delusion is necessary a little bit is a word you used, yeah. which is interesting to me. I think the primary problem with a lack of confidence is it leads to hesitation. That's what I notice is people who are confident Mm. don't hesitate as much or perhaps they hesitate, but they still take action. There's this action piece that Mm. I really believe goes hand in hand with confidence because it's people who are paralyzed by fear and are in their own heads and judging themselves and worried about people finding them out, imposter syndrome, all of these things that keeps you stuck. And it's like this terrible like snake that's eating its tail because then you lose more confidence the more you don't take action. So sometimes the best thing I think you can do when you're feeling like you lack confidence, when you're feeling like you're not sure what to do next, is to find the next tiniest thing you can do, whether it's a blog post or a podcast episode or like create something really small and just keep... Putting it out there. Like, that's the number one thing that's helped me. And I think many people that we coach over in Fizzle overcome that imposter syndrome is to just keep doing the work and try not to think about it too much. I like to call this being brave for five seconds at a time. That's something (laughs) that somebody said to me once upon a time that's really helped me when I, because I think without confidence, you lack courage. And if you're able to just think about, I'm just going to hit publish, I'm just going to be brave for this five seconds, and I'm going to worry about everything else in the future, it, then you, you'll start to do that more and more and more. And that's, I think, where confidence comes from.
0: This is interesting. Okay. We should,
2: m- we, uh, we should have a sports psychologist on, right? Because this yeah. is
0: like... This is to- totally.
2: it's exactly- You're just in
0: your head. It's exactly the same thing as why, why do you get like that when you approach the free throw line? Like you're such a good shooter. Mm-hmm. What gets in your head yeah. when you approach the free throw line that all of a sudden it's like... Do you know what I mean? And they're blocking out the entire crowd and everything. And I think as the entrepreneur, you're blocking out all of these voices in your head, right? Yep. All of these voices in your head, and you're just like coming up to the line, and you got to have that ritual of like three beats, you know, three three dribbles, and then you roll the ball twice, and then two more dribbles, and then you look up slowly, and then you go. Do you know what I mean? You forgot yeah. sticking your mouthpiece out of your mouth. Sticking your mouthpiece <laughs> out of your mouth. You got to do that, you know. Too. And then you shoot, and then you get the high fives from all the guys around yep. the thing. Um, well, I think that's. Go for it, Steph.
1: It's a lot. It reminds me a lot of public speaking, too. Don't you think, Chase? You just did a huge talk at the ConvertKit conference, and I have a lot of background in speaking in front of groups. And I, I always think about myself on a stage, and I really like public speaking, and I, I'm pretty good at it. But I always feel myself like having to negotiate with this voice in my head. Like you're literally having a conversation with yourself in the back of your head. That's like you're messing up. You're messing up. You're messing up. <laughs> do, do you guys have that when you're on that kind of stage where you have to like almost have two different conversations? There's a conversation that's coming out of your mouth when you're talking in front of a group. And then there's like a voice in your head that's telling you all the reasons you're going to mess it up. And I think it's very similar to a lesser degree, I mean, maybe less pressure of being on the spot. But in our businesses, I think many of us have that voice. It's like, who do you think you are? You're messing up. And it's a constant negotiation of like, hey, I hear you and I see you, little mean voice in my head, but I'm not going to pay attention to you right now and I'm going to keep going instead. That's how I've dealt with it in the past. And I I do think you get some momentum the more you do that.
2: Totally. I love that comparison to public speaking because I think there's something we can learn from that. Because that's a that's a much smaller activity than building a business, right? Yeah. Giving a talk, one Giving talk. Giving one talk, yeah. And just thinking about talks that I've given, I know that I'm much more confident if it's a subject that I know well. Yeah. If it's a talk that I've given before, if it's an audience that I know well, right? So to me, a lack of confidence oftentimes stems from uncertainty, not knowing who the audience is, not knowing the topic very well, mm-hmm. not knowing the material yeah. that you're going to cover. And the same thing is true of a business. Like trying to build a business, you're going to be very well, of course there's the there's a the confidence that you might have that's just kind of dumb confidence where you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And yeah. that's and that's fine in the beginning. And I think that's part of the whatever you called it earlier, Chase, the uh necessary Necessary delusion delusion, right? that confidence sometimes goes along with that necessary delusion. But then eventually you start to realize how much you were unaware of and how much you don't know. And that uncertainty I think can build the lack of confidence and it can become that snake eating its tail or that catch 22 sort of thing. And I think to get out of that and thinking about public speaking, the way that you gain confidence and become a better speaker is knowing the subject better, researching the audience Giving the talk, practicing it, and borrowing bits from pieces that you've done in the past, right, and sort of building on that. Yeah, there's a there's a whole foundation that has to happen to have confidence up there, and I think the exact same thing is true of building a business.
0: Yeah, no, that's so. Okay, so let me let me try to let me try to to, to give us a sense of where we've come so far because what we're talking about is confidence, and and where I'm loosely titling this right now is is why you are unconfident, why you lack confidence about your business. Because I think most of us resonate when we're especially early on with this sense of a lack of confidence. I wish I had more confidence because then I would know what to do more or I would feel better about what it is that I could do right now, right? Um, so we're talking about these experiences of what it's like when you don't have confidence, and we, there's stress, and there's anxiety, because you know this. This professor Jordan Peterson he talks about. Do you know what anxiety is? Anxiety is not knowing what you are, what's safe to filter out. So every little thing. So imagine the monkey. All right, imagine the the monkey who's just like every little thing that's happening that goes on. Like is is a potential data source of like information that's that's important and essential for my survival. This is a state of anxiety where it's like every little thing. The more you can filter that stuff out where you feel safe to filter it out, the less anxiety you have. So anxiety is actually, I think it's important for us to realize that your anxiety is like a bodyguard. It's a thing that's helping you. Uh, I heard someone talk about this with, you know, you might have heard about ego and ego is bad because it's it's like the, it makes you fearful and it makes you this that and the other and it, it kind of clogs up your ability to feel fulfilled and so we have to look at our egos and yada yada. Anyways, like I like I'm I'm I like that tradition that way of thinking about things. But one of the best things I ever heard about that was like, dude, your ego is not the enemy. Your ego is a bodyguard. He's like a big dumb bodyguard that is uh, trying to trying to protect you trying to keep you safe, trying and Elizabeth Gilbert says the same thing about fear, one of the things we've talked about as we talk about confidence is fear, this fear that like, oh my God, I'm getting on this stage, and what if it doesn't work, what if they laugh at me, or what if, what if I come off as stupid, or what if I, uh, what if I just totally miss this thing, you know what I mean? She talks about how you have, she talks about giving that Ted talk, Elizabeth Gilbert's Ted talk, which was really killer. And she said, right before I went on stage, I, t- I literally said out loud to my fear, okay, thank you for all your concerns. I'm going to have to leave you here on the side of the stage. <laughs> right. Because I'm going to go up and I'm going to do this. And then afterwards you and i we can go talk all about it yeah okay but i have to go do this now yeah you know know? so i have to leave you here which is which is like stepping into confidence it's like when you take that fear out you're stepping into confidence you're stepping into possibility you're stepping into um what was the o word that i was using Optimism? optimism yeah optimism you're stepping
2: into like this might work do you know what I mean? Yeah, or and, or at least you're going through the motions in a way. It, you right? are. You I don't are. know if you're actually confident, but you're at least able to set your fear aside so that totally. you can do the work that you need to do.
0: Does the free throw shooter know he's going to make the shot or does he trust his ritual enough and the process and his and his history enough to just go like, well, listen, I trust the process. I don't trust it. Don't, I don't know. I don't say that I know I'm going to make the shot. I just trust right. this process. But I've done this a million times. Yeah. And so, okay, so I want to talk about Why do we feel, like, what I really want to talk about is, like, all right, if we're feeling this lack of confidence, what do we need to, to bring into our experience so that... We can, uh, we can become more confident. Because I really, really believe in this JamesClear.com uh, kind of way of looking at things. A lot of researchers are talking about the way you get better is you improve by 1% every day. Mm-hmm. Steph, your, your, your comment on like, be brave for five seconds at a time. Totally awesome. Mm-hmm. Totally awesome. That is exactly it. So I really believe in this idea that like, if you're going to make big strides in your life, it's going to come from the tiny steps you're taking right now. Similar to what Corbett said about like, if you do one public speaking thing, just one, you're going to, it's going to be a a useful lesson for you to learn. Learn like that dialogue. Be on stage where, like Steph's talking about, you're talking to the audience, and you have this other thing in your head, which is like, "Is this working? Am I mm-hmm. messing up? Right. I think I messed up." And to <laughs> to be on stage, existing with both of those at the same time, is a singular experience where you learn a lot. Um, and I think Steph, people like you and I, who are a little bit, uh, you know, just raging narcissists a little bit. I mean, you much more, <laughs> much more uh, gently uh, and 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 wisely evolved than I, who I'm very loud out there about uh, some for some reason i just need the attention right i'm working on Is it steph okay with you calling her a narcissist L- well <laughs> she I should be i thought you be.
1: were gonna say neurotic i'll take narcissist okay. instead
0: yeah <laughs> i think i'd take narcissist over neurotic but I got, I got them both in spades you know exactly. what i mean Same. i
1: got, got, got them both, both in with spades
0: bad. um but let's talk now about like well, actually here let me let me let me get you on some threads that you guys have already started. Yeah, okay. So Steph, you talked about action and mm-hmm. taking action and being brave for five seconds at a time to take action, doing something, writing that blog post and clicking publish. Mm-hmm. And then you that like that experience by itself would just gave you that like one little tiny hit, you know what I mean, one little bump, one little shot of dopamine that that kind of gives you that like, hey, I, I did that. You know, yeah. and then you're terrified again the next time, totally terrified, but maybe just 1% less terrified, 1% more confident. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Tell me about this action thing. Have you like, what does it mean to you? There's somebody out there who like, this could be really useful for yeah. if they could just take the bravery and do it. I don't know. Coach okay.
1: I'll give you a real life example that just happened to me rather recently that has, I, I think, will be really instructive. So, uh, m- many people out there know that I have a podcast here at Fizzle called Courage and Clarity. And as such, I've been trying to kind of grow that podcast and grow this little mini brand within a brand. And for me, a lot, I have. Perce- I perceive that a lot of people who I'd like to reach are on Instagram. That is a platform, you know, we talk a lot on this show about going to your people and finding them and being in front of them. So I've been trying to grow my following on Instagram. And many people know if you have spent any amount of time on Instagram, there's been a lot of talk lately about how everything has changed over there as many things do. You know, first, this happened to Facebook and it happened to Twitter. This is just like something that platforms go through. And it's really annoying because for a while, there's like this wild, wild west effect of a new platform like Instagram and it's really easy to grow or maybe easier to grow. And then there's a new algorithm and there's shadow banning and all this stuff happens that makes it harder to be seen well, this affected me. And there was like this little test thing that you could go to to see if your posts were showing up on hashtags, which is how you grow. And all my stuff was not showing up. And I was so mad. And I was like, you know, I don't really have a lot as many followers as I want to have. It's more than some people, but it's certainly not what I'm trying to get to. And I had this moment where I was like, I'm never going to be where I want to be with this. Like, maybe I'll just stop trying to connect with people on Instagram altogether. Like I was so pissed off about it. And then I started kind of like connecting with people and like, reading some of my favorite influencers. I wanted to see what other people were saying about it. And some of my favorite people were saying, like, forget about the algorithm, forget about the shadow banning and just keep providing value. And I, I was skeptical about this. I was like, all right, you know, I don't really know what this is going to do, but I'm going to keep doing this because it's literally all I can control. I don't control Instagram's algorithm. I don't control if my stuff's showing up in front of new people, but I can control if I could share a really compelling quote or, you know, my favorite parts that an expert shared on my podcast recently. And lo and behold, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's taken off because it has not. It's like steadily, slowly growing, but the engagement that I've gotten, the connections that I have found with people who are my listeners. And my fans who literally comment every single time I post, that has been enough to make me say, holy crap, I actually know what I'm doing here and I'm providing really good stuff. And I'm hearing from people on Instagram, in my email saying what you are doing. I mean, I've had some people say like, what you have done on your show has brought me to tears. And I have to look at that stuff and say, you know, if I had stopped, if I had given up, then I would never have gotten that connection with these people. So all of that to say that I know what it feels like because I was just there tempted to give up and say, maybe I'm just not good on Instagram as an example. Like, I think I was lacking confidence with this because some people have 50,000 followers. But for me to just like think about what I can control. What, what expertise can I provide? How can I help just like a handful of people that has really propelled me forward? And lo and behold, things are growing slowly and steadily. So that I think is one example of like, just think about for me taking action when you're feeling that paralysis or frustration or whatever it manifests in you is just asking yourself like, what is one little thing that I can do right now? And for me, it, de- it tends to come down to connection. Like I need to take a step back and hear from my people. I need to have some conversations. So whatever I have to do to foster that first, you know, I often tell people get on the phone, get on Skype and like have some customer conversations, whatever you need to do to feel like you're connecting with your people. That's that action that's going to propel you forward. So that's my little story or parable about something that I just went through where I, you know, I was lacking confidence myself, but all we can do is continue to take those small steps one at a time that lead to the slow growth, I think.
0: Okay, this is really, really interesting. I love this. And I love you sharing this example of, excuse me, oh my God, oh God. First of all, I just love you. Second of all, I love you sharing this example of Instagram. Oh my God, okay, got it. Uh, <laughs> sorry. But I do, like because it is, it's actually a vulnerable thing that you're sharing there. This is a, that's a moment, I feel like I got to see a window into your real experience when you're talking about that. And it reminds me of a lot of different experience. I'm like, yeah, my head feels like that too. Like I have those feelings all the time as well, about different stuff, you know? Uh, so, thank you for sharing that. First of all, Steph, because it's a great example of where this feeling of a lack of confidence really touches us. It's in moments mm-hmm. like, well, i don't even I don't even know if I'm going to keep going with Instagram because this is stupid anyways. You know what I mean? It's totally like right in there. And then you heard from someone who Corbett was always to me, this voice that was just like, just make stuff that's valuable. Don't worry about Google. Don't worry about SEO. Don't worry. And that's what we built our whole business on. And there are places you can Mm -hmm. go and you can learn every SEO thing in the world out there. And maybe it'll help you. You know, but the truth, the truth is we're still here only because of this one reason we're converts. We're converts because we're like, we we solve, we make real solutions to real problems for real people. I just put that on our Instagram. By the way, fizzle show listeners, if you're not following us on Instagram, we're on Instagram and I'm making images all the time. Little pump you up images, little, like little jabs, little, little, like, I don't know, little bites, like little, like little snacks like you get for motivation. We're at, we're team fizzle. On Instagram, check us out. Follow along, because I'd like to grow our Instagram too. <laughs> and I'm a little <laughs> bit like, I don't know if any of this crap matters, <laughs> you know. But I, I found my own way of doing that, you know. And I love actually looking at that through Instagram, for example, because it's such a stupid thing on one, one level. But it's also like, it's exactly where culture sort of is right now. It's in a, in a graphical social media environment. It's like, yeah, this is where you're reaching people. Um, so for, for me. I have to do the same thing, Steph. Where I'm like, what do I control? Right? You mentioned that. You remember what are the things that I do control? And then where I go is I go to normally, like in the morning after I meditate, I um, I just been feeling kind of connected to to the purpose of of our business, to the per- to like the the plight of of a person trying to get a business together. You know what I mean? How how hard it is. I'm kind of connected to that, to the people that are just a few steps behind me and I want to give them something. I want to make them a gift, right? And I've heard one of my favorite designers, Frank Shamiro, who talks about like, let your work be beca- cut, like make gifts for people. Make gifts for people. And then, uh, but then in the back of my head is my dad going like, hey, Tiger, how are you going to make money? Do you know what I mean? But I get to try to find that way to do both of those. And I find that there's like, it's it's like a real feeling. It's like a real emotion when you get to like make a gift for someone. And I could just put that together in keynote, make the images, put it, throw it out on Instagram. And then like, Hey, I'm done now. I'm on to the next thing today. And it did normally takes me like five minutes, 10 minutes to to put something out that I, that kind of like, like, that's what this emotion was today. And put that out there. And hopefully it's encouraging to somebody or something like that. So focusing on what I can control, and I think it really needs to be restated, again, what you said, Steph, about connecting to your audience. When you feel a connection to your audience, when you you get a sense of feedback from them where... That's why like our customer conversations course inside of Fizzle, what Steph made, if you don't know it, listener, Steph made a customer conversations course. It's how to have conversations with your customers. Because there's a for, there's a very particular way you need to do this where maybe more importantly, there are some things you really need to not do when you do that. Otherwise, it just makes it completely unvaluable. If you go in there and you go like, Would you buy a Oh, uh, now go with me here,
2: uh, <laughs> right? An e- R- you
0: t- you self-identify as somebody yeah. who's interested in equestrian lifestyles. It, yeah. yeah. What are you
2: gonna say? You, you turn that. You turn that conversation into a situation where you're fishing for a yes, basically. Yeah, right. And that's human nature—is to want to say yes and be, yeah, you know, agreeable. In and human situation. nature
0: for an entrepreneur, by nature, I think you're naturally going like. I should know what it is you want. Exactly. So I'm going to when there's a completely different process that you you completely different, and it leads to insights like great insights. So that is, of course, it's inside Fizzle. You got to check it out. I, I, we don't always mention this, but on the Fizzle show, you as a Fizzle show listener, you can get five weeks of Fizzle for free when you go to Fizzle.co/slash try five. If you're getting in, if you're in the middle of your summer right now or wherever time you're listening to this and you're like, dude, let's get into that. You can get five weeks of fizzle. That is way longer than you need to take that customer conversations course. What I would recommend is you take that customer conversations course. Then you go back to the beginning of the roadmap and just start from there. Because what we're hearing from fizzlers is like, I knew a lot of this stuff, but when I went back to the beginning, that was the best advice you gave me. Cause Corbett mentioned that on a fizzle Friday, just go to the beginning and 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 start from there and go fast through these courses because it just filled up. You know they they say like it like filled up these holes in my boat I didn't know were there right because my boat wasn't in the water yet yeah and then when I put in the like as you're as you're going you realize oh damn there's a hole right there yeah you know but it's so useful to do that before you put it into the water and
2: to tie that back to confidence yeah so we're talking about connecting with customers as yeah. a way to gain confidence and that's that's an un- indisputed I think that's important yeah but another way to 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 fill confidence is to patch up those holes in your boat, yeah. right? And to, yeah. to think about the, the process and the functions of building a business and what, le- what that looks like, what the roadmap is, so yeah. to speak, of going from I want to build a business to I have an idea to I know who the customers are to I'm building the product, I'm launching the product, all of that and everything in between. If you have a really clear picture of what that looks like, that's going to help you gain confidence as well, right? Yeah. No, it says totally. This was something you brought up, I think, in the in the intro to this. Yeah. And I, I love when you, when you think about the word confidence, you often hear it associated with the word build, right? Building mm. confidence yeah. or gaining yeah. confidence. Yeah, yeah. It's not something that you just have. It's oh, something that point. you have yeah. to grow over time. And I think, you know, just like Steph was talking about, instead of worrying about the big picture, think about the little things that you can do along the way to make progress. Building confidence is the same sort of thing. You can't just think, I want to be confident tomorrow. You have to think about what can I do to gain confidence over time. And little wins matter. You know, mm-hmm. I think back to the sports psychology thing, if, if we were going to bring in a sports psychologist and, and ask them, I'm guessing they would, or a coach, if you were coaching a team or an individual player, you would want to give people little wins and to give them little wins, you would say, wait, wait, stop, stop trying to hit a home run every time. All we want to do this time out at bat is focus on our weight transfer from one leg to the other. And if you get that right, then you're doing well. And that's a win for you today. You know, break everything down to its basics. Yeah. And so, you know, in thinking about patching up those holes in the boat, like you were saying earlier, just take a course like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or listen to an interview with, with some business owner that you really like or and trust. several. What I found is or that several.
0: it's the aggregate, it's in the aggregate of, for instance, so I listen to a lot of interviews with people over time. And now it's to the point where it's like, Hey, okay, listening to those interviews, I don't know if you noticed this Corbett, they're just like less there's there. I'll get little tactics, like little bits out of it, but that, for a long time, it was just like the life cycle, the whole process, the whole roadmap of yeah. business that I was so curious about. Right, that I found that it was like, and then you see some commonalities,
2: me. and you start to feel yeah. like, where do you fit in yeah. that? And everybody's story right now? is slightly different, right? Yeah,
0: totally, totally. Okay, so one of the things that that I'm hearing you say, and I think this is so big, this was one of the reasons that I had written down is is like, the more you know about the process of business, the more confident you will feel, and that's exactly what you're saying, right? Yes, yeah. And, um, and what, uh, what I'm hearing when I talk to, I've talked to like, oh, like probably almost 40 fizzlers at this point. I have two of these calls a day right now and I'm loving it. Customer conversation style, uh, fizzle.co slash try five again. I don't want to be harping on that, but dude, it's a free course. and It's so good. And it'll, I mean, I think that course is only like 30, 40 minutes long. It's not that long. So the, the thing that I'm learning is a lot of people are saying back to me that using the roadmap, the fizzle roadmap, it's like they're outsourcing confidence in some ways. Mm-hmm. Because they trust us, they've heard so many of our hours on the podcast, they're like, okay, I get a feeling that you guys really do know what you're talking about. And that you kind of like, if I build my business the way you're telling me to, I have a feeling I'll be happy with the business. I won't be, I won't be like building something that Google changes an algorithm and all of a sudden I have nothing and right. I'm starting from square one again. Right, Because that's, that's not what we teach you how to do. We don't teach you how to game the system at all. We teach you how to solve, make real solutions to real problems for real people. And it takes time to do that. But there's this whole roadmap that we've built. And I find it really curious that people are feeling enough trust to put like, to feel, they feel confident because they're in the process. They're like, okay, I'm taking your word for it. They're like believing us. Right, I'm taking your word for it. And I'm at the audience phase right now or stage right now where I'm like researching my audience online, seeing where they, we're seeing where they hang out, what they do, what the words are that they're using. I'm doing this, that, and the other, because you convinced me that it's a nightmare to make uh, take a bunch of time and make a product to launch that product into crickets. Nobody pays attention. No sales, right? We just had a fizzler recently who did this. God bless her. And then it took her months to get her first sell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And she got it. And she came on Fizzle Friday just to go like, I got it, I got the sale for like a two hundred and fifty dollars product, I think something around there. I think it was around that. Um, cool product too for women uh, and, and thinking uh, heading towards labor, uh, like pre- prepping that's what her job is. She's uh, like a doctor oh, cool. about this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But she didn't have that audience, and that's one of the things that we harp on. We're telling you, listen, trust me, I know you want to go into the you want to go into the laboratory and make your product right now. I know that, but. We need to make a little bit of your product and a little bit of your audience and a little bit of your product and a little bit of your audience over time. That's a better way to do it. Not to say that there hasn't been success stories one way or the other. You know, we built an audience long before we built a product and a lot of people have done that. But a lot of people also built a product long before they built an audience and they just sold it into other audiences. It's just a different strategy. Right. You know, but I feel like giving that intelligence to people, they trust it. They're like, okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. And the more, you know, the more confidence you
2: grow. Yeah. And, and the, and again, that uncertainty Yeah, for a lot of people, they just charge into trying to build a business without having any clue about what the process is. Right. They, they probably think, like you said, you go away in a laboratory and build something for a year and then come out and release it on the world. And, and so there's a lot of pressure there. Yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of like, am I doing this right? Yeah. And so if you just outsource all of that to a coach or to listening to a thousand stories of entrepreneurs and Mm -hmm. picking up the pieces or to fizzle or whatever it is, that's one entire area of building a business that's really important.
0: Okay. But this makes me question you on this. Okay. What, how do I know the difference between what's good to learn and what's wasting my time?
1: So, okay, let me take this one. I yeah. What I was going to add about the roadmap in particular. So Chase, I love your words on why this, why something like the roadmap, a tool like the roadmap or a coach, like Corbett just said, is really great for this. For me, my favorite, favorite thing about the Fizzle roadmap. So as you said, it's nine stages. Is it take? It's exactly what I was talking about with like blocking everything out and just taking the next tiny action. So this is like probably the number one thing that I talk to our new customers about when I do this monthly roadmap coaching session is I tell them you have one objective right now as a new Fizzle member is to figure out where on this map are you right now? Which step are you in? Because literally nothing else matters. You don't have to think about what's three steps from from now or where you've come from before. It's staying in the moment and understanding, okay, right in front of me, this person is telling me what that very next step is. I truly think that's what my, like the the biggest beauty of it to me is understanding what that very, very next step is. Because if you just know, maybe it goes back to like that free throw example you guys were, were sharing, which is that, at a certain point, it comes down to muscle memory. Like, how do you make that shot? You got to rely on that muscle memory. You got to rely on that practice. So if you're able to trust that like, okay, I just have to take the next step and I'm not going to overthink it. I think that's really part of the value is just knowing what the very, very next thing is that you can do next. And just trust that when you're further down the road, you're going to be a different person than you are right now. So you don't have to worry about that yet. That's something that's been massively comforting to me as like a newer podcaster is like, I don't have to know how to interview Oprah right now because I have a lot of training to do before I interview Oprah and I'm going to do it eventually, but I don't have to worry about how I'm going to do that right now. And that's a really comforting thought, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea of just like, and I, what I, I, what I like is the sense that like, I trust this is the right thing for me to do. This comes (laughs) back to the action, right? This comes right back to your first point, Steph, about action. The first thing we talked about really was, okay, you need to take action because you're going to improve a little bit every day. So you yeah. need to take the kind of action that causes you to be a little bit brave for five seconds at a time, like clicking publish on your on your blog post or something like that. Take that action if that feels like the right place for you. If you know that what you need to be doing is publishing. And there's a season in a lot of our lives where like for a good solid year to four years, we're just publishing. For some of us, that's what, it, that's what it looks like. Maybe that's where we are right now. You just got to be publishing. The most important thing you do is you have a schedule. All right? And then six months, 12 months from now, you check in going like, all right, I have been publishing. What have I learned? Do I need to change my direction? Is it time for me? Do I, am I really needing to start earning revenue from this thing? Do I need to turn that up now? Because knowing where you are on that process to be able to go, like you're, you're in a community like Fizzle where people are like, okay, but are you making money? Because you're not going to be able to do this for very long if you're not making money from it. Do You know what I mean? I don't know. Just something about it. It raises the question of, all right, I'm thinking for the person going across the web, just like reading everything from Pat Flynn and Ramit Sethi and and uh, Jeff Goins and, and Copyblogger and like all these good stuff, like all sorts of great stuff. Lean startup stuff. Oh, read this book. Oh, read that book. Do You know what I mean? So much stuff you could be getting into. So, Steph, what I'm hearing you say is you filter that based on Get a good, solid understanding of uh, of a simple, like sort of framework for. Here's how a business typically works. I think our roadmap is the best possible version of that because it's simple, it's quick. You can get through it. You get you can understand the roadmap in one like coaching call with Steph. New fizzlers, if you don't know it, uh, or or people who are thinking about joining, when you sign up for Fizzle, you do get a free coaching call with with Steph to to decide like to discover where you are on the roadmap. Right? It's a, it's a thing that we do because it's so helpful to know what is the roadmap and where am I on it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which I'd like to try to turn into a, some sort of a, a video thing. Cause I think it's just so valuable to have that like 20 minute overview of the roadmap going like, here's the steps and the stages of a business, how it goes. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So anyways, you get that sense of here's the life cycle of your business. You get the, you get the, the major, you know, the nine major milestones basically. And then you're like, okay, so which one are you at or where should you be? And that's the action that defines what you should be paying attention to this season right now. Close your mind and your eyes to everything else. Yep. Except for what helps you to accomplish this. Because if you don't take this action, you will continue to be feeling a lack of confidence. Yep. And because, okay, now this is, I want to switch gears into uh, w- one more thing I heard back to this idea of improving 1% every day. I really want to hit this home. This is the third time we've mentioned this in the show, but I want you to hear this listener because I, oh, it really came together for me. I don't like this idea of improving 1% every day because it sounds so Stephen Covey and Stephen Covey is, I've paid a lot of attention to Stephen Covey, but he's just never been my guy only you know, that whole, that whole world of like of enterprise productivity. It's like productive for what? For why? Like, where do you get your sense of, like, I know why I'm doing this? Like, where where do you get that, you know? But, so for me, that's why I resonate so much with people like Elizabeth Gilbert, who, Steph, by the way, you tweeted out her, like, episode of the Magic Lessons. Yes. I have been devouring that podcast.
1: It's amazing.
0: Her podcast. So Elizabeth Gilbert, I didn't even know she had a podcast. It's called Magic Lessons. And the just go just go start an episode one and and get through at least I mean, you really like the episode with Pop, with Rob Bell, right? Yep. I think it was episode four, yep. or three um, of her uh, or four of four of her thing. Um, anyways I high, highly recommend it what I love so much about her is we're talking about a relationship with basically inspiration or creativity and and the bravery that's required to just make your thing like whatever your thing is and, and don't need it to be monetized yet like don't mean just like this art that you have to go make and, and it's calling to you and just do it would you um, it's really really supportive uh, about that kind of stuff and Rob Bell who she talks to in that episode I saw him live recently in Portland and he's someone who's always been kind of a hero. I'm mean, He's like a reluctant hero of mine. He's like the guy who I, I just wish I was, basically. And it really hurts me. You're like,
1: you're, you're like almost two. You guys are the same, in we're, my opinion. <laughs> we're
0: literally the same on the Enneagram and everything. But it's like, my, I won't think I'll be satisfied until Rob Bell and I are best friends. And that's, that's my own... Like, I need to get rid of that and burn that up. You know what I mean? I had that with Merlin man. <laughs> I had that with... Anyways, I'll try to keep on my thing. Um, the, but one of the things that Rob Bell said was, listen... You just go from 0 to 1. That's it. Every day it's either a 0 or a 1. You can't get to 2 today. Mm-hmm. You can't do 2 today. You can you certainly won't be able to get to 9 today. So just go to freaking 1. 0 or 1. What is today? A 0 or a 1. And to me that is like a that is like actually a pretty powerful invitation. Mm-hmm. I feel that in my body like a like a little bit like exhilaration. Like a tiny bit of exhilaration like Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't have to sacri- I don't have to like figure out everything I'm going to do. I just need to figure out that I'm going to I'm going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that step. I'm going to go from I'm, I'm do that little tiny step in that direction, which is something that we got into in our journaling webinars. Well, if you guys haven't se- l- ever done our journaling, uh, live training. Now it's available for free. You can watch it right now at fizzle.co slash journal. It's not going to be available for free for very much longer because we're making a course on that thing. Uh, so get into that now fizzle.co slash journal. It's about 90 minutes of training from Steph and I, where I get super woo woo and Steph keeps me on track and you get to see actual pages from my journal, but it's a process that actually teaches you how to motivated in your every single day so you can do that take a step go from zero to one every day and it's completely changed my life I'm, just, uh, it,
1: I'm, I'm so glad you're talking about this Chaser that we're having this conversation because I think the reason that I loved that inter- interview so much and the reason that you feel that ex- ex- exhilaration in your body when Rob Bell says that is because like nobody is saying that and I don't understand why it's like such a refreshing concept that all you have to do is go from zero to one I think we've been I don't know if it's societal pressure or what or like you know traditional school where that tells you you have to go as far and as fast as you possibly can, but there's so much resistance. And I think to realize that it doesn't have to be that way and you can grow from zero to one every day oh my God, it's like the most refreshing and exciting thing because you don't have to have it all figured out. And I just, I hope people hear yeah. that because as somebody who's like right in there with it, like in the in the trenches with you guys trying to build something, I this has been like the number one thing for me. It's just saying like, I don't have to be my hero tomorrow or ever, who cares? I just have to get a little bit better today than I was yesterday. And I can totally do that by just doing my craft. And I think that that just like, that's the fun of it. And we take the mm-hmm. fun out of it too often.
0: I think it, it, it is. It's it, what to me what I love so much about it because this plays right into this idea of confidence. Because you're you're unconfident because you're trying to know too much. Actually, mm-hmm. the thing where the place where confidence lives is in. Actually, I don't know everything, but I think this is the right step for me. And so I'm going to focus my efforts on it. Yeah. That's where confidence lives. And
2: eventually getting comfortable with uncertainty. It's yes. the unser-
0: it's the comfort with the uncertainty that I think Steph's exactly talking about. And what I think I feel like as exhilaration. It's like, oh crap, I don't know where this is going, but this does feel like
2: the right direction and I can take this step, you know? Yeah, and having been through, seen the pattern before of situations where I don't know everything, but here are some actions that I can take and I'm going to do this and see what happens. Yeah. I think it's also about your expectations, right? You can have a lack of confidence just because your expectations are so crazy. Yeah. We talk all the time about treating a business as an experiment, mm-hmm. right? Or a hypothesis yeah. as opposed to Because some-
0: that completely dismantles all of the fear and stuff like that. When you come at it, tell them, tell them, say
2: more about this hypothesis thing. You have a belief when you're creating a business, you you create a hypothesis, which is there is a group of people out there with some sort of problem or need or desire that I can solve in a way that they will be willing to pay me for. That's the hypothesis of a business. And as a scientist, you don't go into the lab knowing what the outcome is going to be you run the experiment to find out what the outcome is going to be yeah. and so as a business owner of course you want the outcome to be positive you want the outcome to be that there is this group of people out there who are willing to pay for this thing that you can create but maybe that won't happen and maybe you'll have to go back to the drawing board and tweak something yeah. and run the experiment over again mm-hmm. and that's the process of being an entrepreneur mm. you don't hit every ball out of yeah. the park you yeah. you know you do your best. Mm -hmm. And I think by looking at business that way, it's going to help you with confidence because you know that your job then isn't to make the impossible happen or to make the unknown totally certain. It's just to understand that there's a lot that you don't know. And what you can focus on is finding the people, understanding their problems, building a solution to it, and then putting those things together and seeing if those people will pay for it.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think you guys need to li- you need to click that little rewind button and go back 30 seconds, maybe go back a whole 60 seconds and hear Papa Corbett say that again because he that is that is that is the thing. That is the thing. That is where confidence lives. Is it lives in that in that place where and this is what I think people are talking about when they talk about live in the present moment is it's a little bit this like kind of exhilarating comfortability with uncertainty going like oh crap I don't know if this is gonna work or not and what I and I know that like I know that I couldn't know if this was gonna work or not and that's gonna be fun for me I don't know if you can enjoy that moment then then you then if you can enjoy that moment then you've got this thing licked if you that's to me that's the moment where I'm up on stage Steph, you talked about speaking in front of people That's why I love that so much, because now when I do it, I have a much healthier dialogue with all of those, all of those fears. With all of that worry and stuff like that, the, the, you know, patch your boat holes. No, you, you get more confident when you know more about the thing you're doing, both the subject you're speaking on and what it's like to speak and what this audience is like and stuff like that. Now the places where I speak, I have a pretty high degree of, of awareness or confidence about like, yeah, I kind of roughly know who's going to be in the audience. And I kind of, and I kind of really know what I'm talking about and I ca- you know what I mean? So I've got confidence that's grown in those things because I've built my knowledge there, but I still have that exhilarating kind of like, this could go wrong. Like I could be re- I could be way off on this, you know? And that's where it's really fun to kind of surf that in front of people. I'm surfing that dialogue between my fear and my sort of confidence, or or, or whatever, I, maybe confidence isn't necessarily the right. I have confidence about the surfing. It's like I think about being on the ridge of a mountain. You're right on the ridge of it, and you're just going with it. The ridge of the mountain. if I fall on one side. I lack. I'm. I'm scared and anxious all the time, right? And it takes a lot of work to climb back up that mountain to get back to the equilibrium, the center spot, right? But if I fall on the other side, then I'm. Then like I, I think I'm God's gift to humanity, right? And that doesn't look good on someone either, and that doesn't necessarily make you perform better either, right? So for me, it's like finding that equilibrium to where it's like, okay, this is the best I can do. This is the most confident I can be. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Given that, like, I'm paying attention to my environment and trying to like any cues that I get, like uh, that I'm going in the wrong direction, I need to be able to pay attention to. But I'm not paying attention to every single thing. It's just like I have I have my radars going. I think I would know it if I was heading in too bad of a direction. All right, but I'm also enjoying myself. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Okay, I want to talk about one more thing maybe before we call this to a close, and that is just this the phenomenon of traction. When, for instance, you are on stage and they start laughing, they start coming along with me, right? When I'm telling a story and they're leaning in, right? These, all these visual cues or, or, or with a big audience, you can't really tell. You don't really know. You just have to, you just have to go. Um, but with our businesses, it's like, oh, crap. People are, there's more people reading my blog posts these days. Oh, crap. My email list is growing by like thirty people a day now. Oh wow! Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh crap! Like that po- that product I made last year is still selling, and in fact, somebody must have just promoted it because I just got a big bump in that. Yeah. Like, oh,
2: this is what I call like traction. Seeing the results, the traction.
0: Seeing yeah. the results, right? So, I don't know, Corbett. Does that like what speaks to you about that?
2: I, I like it, and but the interesting thing is, like originally when you set this up, the the notes for this show that came first. Yeah, feeling traction is something that can help you gain confidence, yeah. but to me, that has to come last because yeah. you gain traction by uh, having the solid foundation that we talked about before. Right. Yeah. Uh, by understanding the process of building a business, by connecting with your purpose, right, and mm-hmm. understanding why you're doing this. It's all the foundational stuff that is going to help you gain traction. And I think if you can go, I think if instead you go into this with, well, I don't have confidence because I haven't gotten any traction yet or made yeah. any sales, then that can send you into a whole snake eating its tail thing because, uh, you don't have the foundation to support gaining traction. You're going to fail because of that. And then you're going to lose confidence, right? So instead I I would start with, with the opposite and then build towards gaining traction once the foundation's in place.
0: Because really this is sort of the, this is sort of, I don't know if tabula rasa is the, uh, maybe we have some looks, in the, in the audience who can tell me if that's the right metaphor to use, but this is sort of the Holy grail. That's a better like traction is the Holy grail of confidence. That's where you're at a different stage and you still have to grow your confidence. After you start getting traction, there's all these different little like growth things. It's just like anything else, but you can get to a place with, with the help of traction that like where to where it's like, well, I know I can write and I know I can blog and I know I can build an audience and I know I can make a product that sells things. And I can do any of those right now if I wanted to. And I know I can this, that and the other. And then we keep coming back to this question of, so what do I really want? right which is something you mentioned in that you said when you know the process of business and you know the purpose you have right. for yourself and your like why you're doing your business or yep. why or why you are basically and to me that is that's something that we're we've kind of been skirting around this whole time mm-hmm. cuz it's really hard to go straight into the eye of that storm honestly it comes out cheesy it's hard to really connect with people about right. it. It's a very personal sort of thing. It's gonna look differently for me than it does for everybody else. If you wanna see what it looks like for me, you go take that fizzle.co slash journal. I wanted to have something in the world that was just like, okay, this is something that has completely changed my whole outlook on life and it, and it's having really good results in my my family, my, my my creativity, my work, my teamwork here, my my ability to connect with my customers, my sense of purpose in the work that I'm already doing. Yep. Do you know I had a lack of motivation in before and now it's bolstered so much more, right? And I see like, like this fun stuff that I get to do that's totally de- unrelated to my work. You know what I mean? Because I, I found a place of desire that I have that's like, anyway, so that's fizzle.co slash journal if you wanna see my way of doing that, which is different than maybe somebody else's. But, and what I get into there is hopefully a process that might work for you to find your own. But the truth is, when you have, what I keep call, what I always call this is conviction. When you have a sense of conviction that you are doing you are getting a sense of like, oh yeah, I'm heading in the right direction. And I don't know. I guess what's what's true for me is I never I never had that. I never want I don't think I ever had that in my life until like recently. Like a sense of like, well, I'm doing just what I want to be doing. I mean, I'd love for it to be like this or like that or like the other, but like I'm real satisfied with where we are too. Like this is so f-ing good in comparison to where it was before. Do you know what I mean? I right. Got, like this is like the As far as I'm concerned. So because of that, I'm like, all right, now I can have fun because I have safety and I have, you know, whatever. And the thing is to try to find that balance at whatever stage, whatever class, whatever place we're in. I think that's kind of what we're looking for because we're not guaranteed anything. We're not guaranteed heaven. We're not guaranteed good grades. We're not guaranteed that we're not going to get cancer, that our kids aren't going to get cancer, that we're going to go into, you know, have to lose all of our money in some hospital thing. Like we're not guaranteed anything. Right, that's part of the uncertainty. Getting comfortable Besides
2: with. Besides death and taxes.
0: Death and taxes, baby. Death and taxes, and there's some ways to evade taxes, but that takes a lot of energy and effort. And to be honest, that's not what my art is. <laughs> <laughs> but this sense of when you have that conviction and that of that purpose that you know what you're doing that plays a really big role here, and we're not really talking a lot about that because, frankly, we're not the like we don't. We, we bring that into how we do business. That's part of what makes us so different in, in like the business training world, but we don't explicitly say, here's how to find your passion or get locked into your thing. It's just like, dude, that's a journey that you're on. It's going to take time.
2: And yeah. And, and I'd say like one of the things that we've learned most Mm -hmm. in running fizzle for what's coming up on five years later this summer, which I can't believe Mm -hmm. is just the differences between each individual person who tries this, yeah, and how every journey is different, yeah, and and that's why our roadmap is it's like it's like the gutters in the bowling lane, yeah, right They're mm. just trying to keep you straight, but man, it's so hard to to make general advice for people without knowing their individual yeah. story, yeah because we do see patterns, but at the same time, like, you know this like this confidence yeah. thing.
0: It's like it's like it's almost like my I, I really resonate with what you're saying. It's like the more people I talk to about this, the more respect I have for the different ways people do it. Yeah, and that makes me go like, because I'm getting lost in my own. I'm going like, dude, it's so much better, so much better than I thought it was going to be. And I want you to get this. And I've always kind of been a person like that. Um, but what I've learned now is like, dude, you got to chase put it on hold a little bit because, honestly she might have a completely different experience of this than you. Exactly. Just like, just like that. Remember, remember when you talked to Susanna? Remember when you talked to Lindsay?
2: Remember when you talked to like, they were different, weren't they? I mean, there's a lot of similarities, but they came at it in a different way. Our job is really helping people step into their own confidence and find their own path. Yeah. Because that's how they're going to be most successful. Mm -hmm. And then give them some training wheels along the way. And for
0: the listener, I mean, what this means is like, this is going to be your project. Like, you are your big project. And yeah, making a business is part of that. But if you, this is, nobody's going to do this work for you. You're not gonna, I don't think you're going to find the religion that you fall into that answers all this, all these questions for you. I don't think it exists because they're all approximations and they're all things that work for other people and then metastasized into these like, into these behemoths, you know, but they start as profoundly, uh, Prof- you know, pro- profoundly dynamic creative things where there's a lot of autonomy. And then over time, the, all the structures get hardened to where it's like, now nah, we don't do that. We do it this way instead. <laughs> Pete Holmes was talking to somebody the other day, one of the writers from Mad Men. And he was like, I hated that. And growing up in church, it was like the nice thing or like the way you're supposed to be in church is like, that's a beautiful blouse diane <laughs> like, like, that. It's like these cookies are good is this chocolate chip <laughs> like this is what it looks like you know to like be doing it well in the christian church where you grew up and i resonate with that a lot good diane that's a great blouse on you <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all the time we have today guys you do look good in your blouse steph anything else to add before we go or are you good
1: i'm good hopefully i think this has been a really good conversation and uh, i hope people like it
0: yeah, so so do I. I mean, I had a freaking blast. That was like a fun podcast episode. So that's everything from us today. We don't have a podcast sponsor for this episode. So if you know people that want to start giving us money to get in front of you, anyways, let them know. We're open to something like that.
2: You're going to have to pay pretty good money. Actually, the spot's just filled as we were talking. Really?
0: (laughs) Oh, brother. Bummer. Okay, so that is it for fizzleshow.co slash 224. I'm going to write up an article on this one uh, because I think it's really valuable for us to have a textual sort of artifact for this so we don't have to click play and listen back to it. We can kind of look and and get that for all of us who want to be reminded of this. So that you're going to find at fizzleshow.co slash 224. Four, all right. Please share that with your friends. Share the podcast with your friends if you uh, if you think they've got ears to hear it. Would you? Now, uh, here's an iTunes review from uh, Fromages. Fromages in the U.S. of A. who says, "Down to earth advice that you need right now." I only discovered Fizzle a few months ago, but since listening the first to the first episode from 2013, now I'm in 2017. I was hooked. I love the sense of humor and the manner the advice is delivered in. Thank you so much Formages fromages fromages uh thank you i don't know i i want to say fromage but uh Thanks for listening, y'all. This is uh, something we love to do for you guys. And so as you're thinking about building your business, hopefully this was encouraging for you. If you're, getting, if you're getting a little wind in your sail from listening to The Fizzle Show, please leave us an iTunes review. That's one way that you can support the show. You just pull up The Fizzle Show in iTunes or in the iTunes podcast app and click write a review and let me hear your voice. We read every single one of them. So uh, other than that... I got no fancy quote to pull you out on. I think this was a fairly motivational and inspirational episode. Hopefully it gets some of your juices flowing, but know this, that if you're going to apply any of this to your life, it's going to be on the regular. It's going to be worked into a practice. Don't change your mind, change your practices and your mind will be changed over time. Okay. So if you want some insight on that, I do recommend that fizzle.co slash journal. If you're inclined for it, you heard us talking about it. If that sounds interesting to you again, fizzle.co slash journal. If that doesn't sound interesting to you, you know who you are and you should not go to that. <laughs> I have been Chase Wordman Reeves. Fine care, take care, serve hard and dig in y'all. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show.